backstage passes, and zero to 60 in a super stretch limo? Yeah, that's just how we roll. You're listening to the Mousecapades Radio Network. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie, Gina, and Sarah. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 718, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Today, we'll be bringing you all the latest Disney rumors and news to help your week be a bit more magical. The Mousecapades podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. If you're looking to book a trip, we'd be glad to help. Just text us. We have Gina, Sarah, Vicki, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-395-0544 or email us at yourstorytravel.com and we'd be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact one of us today. Well, who knew that there was a holiday for halfway to Halloween? I don't think that I've ever heard Disney say this in all the time that I've been doing this podcast and it's been a pretty long time. Uh, I thought that was hilarious last week. We celebrated halfway to Halloween. I'm interested to see if we're going to celebrate halfway to Christmas because I think some people are going to be ticked off about that. Well, people do Christmas in July. Say Christmas in July mm-hmm. is sort of a thing. Yeah, yeah, but I've never heard of a Halloween in April. Okay, well, it's halfway to my birthday, so <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to be older anymore. I, but when I was little, I used to be like, oh, it's my half birthday. You know? <laughs> but I get it. <laughs> or in Disney fashion, it could be your unbirthday or right, exactly. un- un-Halloween. <laughs> but I thought it was hilarious. They had an entire week filled with treats and stuff. So they, de- uh, they did special desserts around all the Disney World resorts. And they announced the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween, which uh, Gina... I think put something up for us. Was that you that put that up in our it chat? It was, it was me. And so um, it'll be back. The Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween since uh, 2019. We haven't had that. I'm so excited. Um, this was a long but bit of information. So I'm going to split it with stuff. So the tickets will once again range in price from $109 to $199. That is a significant change in prices from 2019 to 2022. On the cheapest night of this year, which is $109. That's a 38% increase from the $79 it was in 2019. And then there's a 47% increase between the most expensive night of $199 and then 2019's price was $135. So was that 79, the cheapest in 2019, like August? Because we went in October of 2019 and it was... It might have been 89, but I was thinking it was 99. It increases the closer right. it gets. Yeah. Right. Well, we were. I was looking at it for when we're going to be down there. And I'm like, oh, man, that would be great if we could all go. But it's 
Halloween week. Yep, it's $199. Oh, so I'm like, never mind. <laughs> Maybe I'll just go to Epcot that night <laughs> and drink around the world. There we go. I'll, I'll do that with you, Gina. <laughs> so we're going to keep on comparing these prices, but um, the percent increases are date specific. And that's important to keep in mind when comparing years, because as we know, this hasn't happened recently. So we have some gaps in years. Um, so we're going to compare tickets from 2020 to tickets from three years ago. So let's try to compare the increase between this party and the last party by comparing the percent increase between 2016 and 2019. Um, that would maybe kind of help understand the percent increases. The cheapest party ticket only increased by about 10% from 72 to 79. Remember that was in 2016 to 2019. So three year, over three years, what did we see them increase? Not a lot. So over three years, yes. <laughs> from 16 to 19, it was 10%. During that same three-year period, the price of an October 31st ticket jumped almost 29%, which seems large, but remember what we're doing now. So it went from 105 to 135. If we expected those 2016-2019 uh, rates of increase, the price for 2022 party would range from 87 to 1. 74 um, but instead we're seeing 109 to 199 therefore there definitely has been an increase more than we would have reasonably anticipated based on the history of this event um so what do you think about that breakdown i think they're trying to make their money back from where they didn't have it i know i was thinking 135 dollars doesn't sound so bad anymore no that's mm -hmm. what i was thinking too i also think 109 to 199 sounds like a very perfect sort of rounded range mm -hmm. <laughs> like maybe they were going for that but also um everything is just more expensive now right you know prices have increased dramatically for everything from cars to groceries and um yeah, groceries any, is yeah, insane. whatever you're going to get um is more expensive so that might have something to do with it as well but maybe it stinks all you know any no matter what i was kind of hoping we were going to get to go but with those prices, I'd rather not pay that. Well, and I'm I'm kind of glad you said that, Gina, because I think that that's why Disney is doing a lot of this. Is they're like, well, we're gonna see if you'll pay for it, but the problem is like a few of us, <laughs> we might opt out, but there will still be sold out nights. There will still be lots of $199 per night sold out nights. Yeah. So. I don't think that even if we're trying to stick it to the man and not go and not take the price increase, it still is not, not going to matter. Anything. They're going to no. be like, yeah, every, well, other people did. So ha. I'm interested to see if this continues after the 50th, because a lot of the hoopla right now is everybody wanting to come to the 50th. I'll be anxious yeah. to see if they'll be able to maintain those prices, because right now, everybody that I know that's going is saying, well, it's the 50th. Well, it's the 50th. I mean, how long can that last? I've stopped hearing it's the 50th, though. I feel like right now it's just people who are going because they were cooped up in 2020 and in 2021. And they're like, please get me out of here. I want to travel. So, And now there's no mask. I mean, right now. And there's hugs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. So according to the Orange County Register, performances of storytelling at the Royal Theater returned to Fantasyland at Disneyland on Friday, April 29th. 
Live performances have been paused at the Royal Theatre due to COVID. These 20-minute shows feature the thespian duo of Mr. Smith and Mr. Jones reenacting Beauty and the Beast and Tangled. The shows are meant to be a surprised soft opening and won't appear on the Disneyland app or printed schedules for a few days. The Fantasy Fair Royal Theatre was just recently refurbished. Sounds fun. A little bit yeah. more normal. We need to go back to Disney or we need a trip to Disneyland. Right? <laughs> so the Disney Springs building that previously housed the NBA experience will soon be home to a limited time Star Wars virtual reality experience. This MetaQuest VR experience will feature ILM XLab Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, which you might remember previously held a preview at Downtown Disney District in California. So here is some information about this Star Wars experience. This preview version of ILM XLab's virtual reality experience expands the world of Batu. Once inside the Quest 2 headset, you'll be immersed within sweeping 360-degree views of the Star Wars galaxy. The adventure takes place on the outskirts of Black Spire Outpost on the planet of Batu, as depicted in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. In part one of this action-adventure experience, you take on the role of a droid repair technician operating near the Outer Rim. When a group of pirates attack and you crash on Batu, you'll discover that anyone in the galaxy can become a hero. Hint, hint. <laughs> um, part two is already available for playing at home with Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge Last Call. Guests will be able to try Quest 2 headsets. The complimentary experience will open on May 2nd and remain through July 27th, operating from 12 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily. Complimentary experience. I know. What? Sounds really cool. What? what? Complimentary. <laughs> I know. This is not in Disney vocabulary. <laughs> right? They had I'm a long excited. line, too. I saw that. I know. And I imagine that would be pretty cool. I never did that, but if you're a Star Wars fan, I suggest trying it out, especially if you have a day at Disney Springs. And welcome yeah. back, Sarah, for oh, thank you. so <laughs> eloquently whipping through the names of those things. I can't remember what article we were doing, but Stephanie and I were like, where's Sarah when you Aww. need her? <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, I think we were with Chris and we were telling him like, if Sarah was here, oh, yeah, that's she'd right. be able to pronounce it all for us. Because <laughs> he was like, I am so sorry. We're like, oh, it's okay. We always give those articles to Sarah. <laughs> uh -huh. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. So Adventureland got a bit more adventurous this past Thursday night for the Lefebvre family. Dad... James said that the family had decided to take one more quick ride on the world famous Jungle Cruise before leaving the Magic Kingdom for the night. Midway through the pun filled excursion, a loud sound started coming from the back of the boat. And so this is his quote. As we got going, there was a loud noise coming from the back of the boat, almost sounded like a high pitched electrical feedback coming through the speakers. Lefevre explains, their skipper, Gracie, shut down the boat and calmly alerted the guests that this was protocol for any out of the ordinary noises. Shutting down the boat also shuts off the lights, and the boat was stopped directly behind the backside of water. According oh. to Lefebvre, initially some of the folks were freaked out, especially the little ones, but Skipper Gracie did a great job of lightening up the mood. Shout out to Gracie for keeping things cool under pressure, and we were really glad she didn't have to be anyone's swimming instructor. Lefebvre continued, a boat approached from behind us and shined some lights for us until a rescue boat backed up the river all the way to us from the dock and tied on. Definitely the craziest breakdown we've ever experienced. That's funny. So I just, 
I'm glad it wasn't a sinking boat in the nighttime. That would have been, I think, really kind of spooky. Yes, it would have. Mm -hmm. How deep is that water? I don't think it's real, real deep. It can't be that deep. Mm -mm. I bet it would go to my chest, though. You think? Mm, I I don't know. I just like, why would they make it deep? Maybe Google can tell us. (laughs) Because I think the boats are on a track, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. No, they're steering them. Can't you tell? (laughs) <laughs> okay, so if you were little, you might have problems if you don't know how to swim because it is approximately five feet deep. Oh, see? Oh, yeah, so it would go. That's over my head. <laughs> you are correct. It, it would, would drown. <laughs> <sighs> no, you would have to doggy paddle. <laughs> well, yes, good thing it wasn't a sinking boat, just a stuck boat. Yeah. So on Friday, April 29th, it was Happy World Wish Day. The first wish was granted by Disney 42 years ago, and it's what inspired the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Together, Disney and Make-A-Wish have granted more than 145,000 wishes, including the very first wish at Disneyland Resort in Anaheim, California. And while these past few years have been challenging for everyone, wish granters included, Disney is so excited to announce on World Wish Day that wish granting is on its way back at Disneyland Resort. On Friday, Walt Disney World Resort made magic for two wish alumni, which are now cast members, and announced that the Walt Disney World Resort um, specialty license plate benefiting Make-A-Wish Central and Northern Florida recently soared above half a million dollars in total contributions to Make-A-Wish Foundation um, oh, to help make future wishes come true. Stay tuned for even more magical Make-A-Wish stories on the Disney Parks blog. That is happy news indeed. Yes. Love that. Love that. They put, I don't know how long ago it was, but one of the pictures was a little girl that I remember a big story like it, it was on the local news too. Very good. And she may have been here from here and that's why I recognize it. I don't know. I used to see a lot of the Make-A-Wish stuff at Children's because I worked in with well, I didn't work with them, but I worked in the palliative care division. Mm-hmm. So I got to see a lot of that. And the doctors talked about it and stuff. So I have a friend who's doing a wish trip. And now it's not Make-A-Wish Foundation, but it's some cookie business in New York. Um, and they sell, they bake and sell cookies and they raise money. Like, and um, the money they raise, they send people on these Make-A-Wish type trips and so um one of my friends here in st louis actually won that um the trip and so she gets to go on with her family and i think her trip is coming up in june that's fun that's cool but they have different requirements where like you don't have to make park reservations which makes me really nervous because i'm like are you sure are you sure are you really sure and they said like anybody who's granted wishes they don't have to do the park reservation thing Okay, they double check. <laughs> I'm so scared. Well, Nick had, remember Nick had no reservations when they left in March and he was flipping me out because I knew everything was booked up, but they did make a record of it in his his past thing that he had COVID and that's why they couldn't come in October and that to give them, give them whatever they wanted. Oh, that's neat. Well, and I know with the cheerleading passes, like for when they're there for the cheerleading competitions, like a lot of the times they don't get their reservation ID until like either the week before or when they check in. 
and that's how this is. She doesn't have anything. Right. To so I know, I, and I think that, you know, the park passes and stuff for them are the same too, that they don't make them. I don't know. Gotcha. Weird. I know. <laughs> so there's more news out of Anaheim. I cannot talk today. Paradise Pier Hotel is going to get a makeover. It will be the Pixar Pier Hotel. The exact theming hasn't been decided yet, but some concept art did surface for a Toy Story overlay. The concept art showed building block supports, pencil stanchions, and Luxo Ball lights overhead. Inside the hotel, statues of Buzz and Woody are the centerpiece of the remodeled atrium. Kites featuring other Toy Story friends, such as Forky and Jesse, hang above. The lobby carries on the theme, placing guests at the same scale as the toys. A scrabble ceiling hangs over the desk and seating areas. A couple of the check-in desks are shaped like Rubik's cubes, and a red Luxo lamp can be seen nearby. Another piece of concept art reveals a Partysaurus Rex-themed bathtub splash play zone and a family swimming pool. Disney hasn't confirmed the theming, but the hotel will once again have an entrance right into California Adventure. Hooray! I love Toy Story. That would be awesome. I know. Now I want to stay there when it finishes. Right? That's your Disneyland excuse. Now you can go to Disneyland, right? And that's your reason. I wonder if it's just going to be Toy Story. Or if it's other Pixar, right? Yeah, yeah, I was wondering the same. Because there's a lot of Pixar. Yes, there is. I wonder if they're trying to make it like kind of like almost um, like art of animation. You know, has all the how it has a lot of the Pixar stuff. Like, isn't Cars Pixar or no? Am I thinking wrong? Mm-hmm. It seems weird to me though that they only mentioned Toy Story if they're going to do other ones. No, they didn't mention that. That was leaked information. Gotcha. Uh... I would like to see up. <laughs> Yeah, that would be cool. Would be I'm kind fun. of teaming for up. The Marvels and Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania have switched 2023 release dates. So any Marvel fans out there, listen up. The third Ant-Man film was previously slated for July 28, 2023. It will now be released on February 17, 2023. So move that up on your calendars. A date it was previously scheduled for. The Marvels will move from February 17th to July 28th. It was originally scheduled for a November 22 release. Before the Marvels and Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania, Marvel will release Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Thor Love and Thunder, which I am so excited about, and Black Panther Wakanda Forever in 2022. So get excited about all of those and um, make those switches on your calendars. I think it's interesting though, but now that we said, or that you said that they were supposed to be other dates, cause I'm like, how do we move it up? They usually push it back. You know what I mean? Like make it farther away, not closer up. There's some thinking behind movie release dates and maybe they felt like it needed to be put in a different order. Who knows? I don't know, but I wish they'd make up their mind. Cause I'm telling you what, we are behind. <laughs> <laughs> they just keep putting out more movies. And there's not enough time for our family to all sit down and be still for that long. <laughs> it's crazy. It'd also be nice if they made up their minds so we didn't have to keep changing dates. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, 
and there's another change and there's they're making us seem like we don't know our stuff but it wouldn't be disney <laughs> if they didn't do it right because uh just two weeks ago stephanie announced one thing and then last week we had to re-go back and say, we're sorry, this is what we heard last week. But this week, this is what we hear. And we were <laughs> like, uh, whatever. So more Encanto news from Lin-Manuel Miranda, who wrote the original songs of Encanto. He says that Imagineers are developing an attraction based on the wildly successful film. Earlier this year, Miranda told Insider on the red carpet of the Hispanic Federation's annual gala that he wants to see a ride before a sequel or a show. Miranda doesn't know any details about the potential ride, but said the Imagineers are on it. I don't know what they do or where they live, he said, but I know they're on it. So back in February, Miranda said he had pitched this idea to Bob Chapik. And at this time, no Encanto attraction has been announced. Though last week, Stephanie and I released the information that it's been rumored that the former Tarzan's treehouse at Disneyland is going to be turned into something with Encanto. So listeners... This is the second rumor in two weeks. Usually if we hear it at least one time, it means it's probably gonna be true, but we will keep you posted. So two times in a, two weeks in a row, I'm thinking this rumor is po a, a good possibility anyway. I hear it too. I heard it from another podcast as well. Mm. That it was a big rumor. We're crossing our fingers. I mean, Encanto would be fun. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. But this means we have to go to California. I don't think Tarzan's Treehouse would make this happen, but I would love a dark ride, almost like Peter Panish, where you're going through their, the different rooms. Like you start in the middle yeah. of the hacienda and then you go, you know, through all the different kids' rooms and you see the amazing flowers blooming and then the animals all running around. And I think that would be really neat. That would be fun. That would be neat. We were just thinking, yeah, Tarzan's Treehouse. It's a, it's a house and like the casita that was a big part of the movie so we thought mm -hmm. that might be like maybe they could do it there let's see yeah that would be that would be cool now i want to go to disneyland i know right? well first we have to make this happen first this has to happen <laughs> still a rumor at this point maybe we can get nick to move our homecoming next year to disneyland if they do it nick <laughs> Okay, so here are some changes and price increases for the month of May at Disney World. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but prices are going up, as Sarah said. Everywhere, everything, this is just a few more of the things that are just going to cost a little extra on your next trip. Those delicious fish and chips at Yorkshire um, County Fish Ship in the United Kingdom Pavilion in Epcot is going from $11.49 to $12.99. Many beverages, both non-alcoholic and alcoholic, have been added to Chef Mickey's, ranging in price from $4.29 to $16. Over at the Art of Animation, the Asian Chicken Bowl has been replaced with sesame chicken stir-fry, which is made with chicken, broccoli, red pepper, onion, and jasmine rice, and it is $11.49. That sounds good. It does. Just some changes in menu items and then some price increases. Yes, it was a little of, of everything. Bound to happen. And Gina, I know that you get sent this to us, so I had to give you this because it was <laughs> hilarious. It was hilarious. I was so ex I was so excited though. And yes, you were right. It was the second oops of what in the past two weeks, right? They just can't get get it right. <laughs> I know that they've released something else that wasn't supposed to get released, and some people purchased it. it was a spirit jersey or something. 
yeah. Oh, yeah. So magic bands have become a go-to accessory for Disney Park guests since they debuted all the way back in 2013. Um, we know a magic band can do everything from acting as your Disney World Park ticket. You can use it to pay for stuff at Disney shops and restaurants. It's also your hotel room key. Um, it's also, you know, your key to access lightning lanes for the rides through Genie Plus and more. Um, but last year, Disney announced that a new Magic Band was coming to town. And it was called the Magic Band Plus. And you, we've talked about this. We're, you know, wondering when it's going to come out because Disney has not said anything. So these Magic Band Plus, they can do more than ever with than what the normal magic bands can do. Um, guests found it in Disney World. Um, however, the guests noticed that the racks were clearing fast and the cast members were running back and forth with boxes. So guests started asking what's going on. The cast members revealed that these bands were put out by mistake and sold for cheaper than they will actually sell for when they are sold <laughs> for real later. <sighs> Oops. We were excited about that price. I know because the price was what did I say? It was thirty nine twenty nine. You said twenty nine ninety nine, yeah. Which I, I would pay thirty dollars for a magic band. Uh but only the guests that purchased the new bands um were able to get one. So we are back to officially waiting and you know, I but Disney still hasn't said when they're gonna come out, but obviously they're ready. Mm -hmm. But I do want to say that um, the people that did purchase these, they're unable to link, link them to the My Disney Experience app. Oh, so they, they, the only thing they do is light up. That's it. What is the name of that Magic Band? Magic Band Plus. That's right. Genie Plus? Yep. Disney Plus? I don't know how I could have forgotten that. They're trying to make it easy <laughs> by just adding a plus to everything. I'm trying to see if it's on eBay. because Oh, people yeah. selling them? Yep, 65, 80, 129.95. Holy cow. These people are nuts. Well, and they noticed that, you know how when we saw them, when Disney advertised them, they have like Mickey and Walt on them? Right. These ones only have the Mickey head on them. I saw that. They're like just, um, they kind of look like a regular magic band. You know, magic band, except for they come with a charger. Now you have to buy the box. You have to bring a box, but it comes with the USB charger. I do not need another charger. <laughs> That's what somebody else said I saw on TikTok. Oh like, my I don't gosh. need another one. It looks like my Fitbit charger. I like the idea of the magic band where they just never died. It was just always like <laughs> But then they couldn't charge us every trip. All right, that has made me, I'm sorry, that has made me not want to get one. So my question is, is if we have to charge them, how long do they last? Like, can we get our whole vacation out of them or are we going to have to charge them? Bring your fuel rod in your fanny pack or your backpack to <laughs> not only charge your cell phone now, but charge your magic band. Sorry, I need to charge my magic band before we can tap into... Remy's and or, now you know. know why the connection Adri and Cafe both have USBs and charging stations. Oh, good point, Vicky. Good oh. point. I'm sorry. I I had no idea that you had to charge them until you said this, and it is 
is blowing my mind. Never mind, I don't want it. Yeah, like, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> well, now I'm afraid of how much they're going to be because I was thinking, oh, $29.99, I can deal with that. That's good. Upwards of 75 bucks. Ugh, yeah, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I'll probably never get one unless it's on sale. I'm going to say 45 to 60 I bet about 50 What's your guess, Steph, so that when we finally get it, we'll figure out who was right? Um, I will say 60 So, Vicki, you're 75 I think, yeah, I think that they'll try for it. I said like 45 to 60, so I'll go, I'll say 55. Yeah, I'm saying around 50. Okay. Everybody remember. 59.99. Hey now, mine was 60. <laughs> I'm sorry, we, may, we were talking earlier about how Disney likes to put those 99s on things. 49.99. Just rounded up a penny. <laughs> That's a sales thing, though. We did that. At, I, I always wondered that at Kmart. I was like, every time I think of that, though, I could see my grandpa getting his little <laughs> change purse out and counting out everything. He still does it to this day. He has his change purse, and if whatever cent it is, he will get it out and he will count out the exact change. That's hilarious. <laughs> I oh, love my gosh. grandpa. <laughs> All right, I have to compose myself so I can speak now. Before you head to Disney World, here are the Disney World closures for May 2022. The Magic Kingdom Railroad, you guessed it, is still not reopened. Mm, when? When is this coming? Fantasmic and the Voyage of the Little Mermaid shows have not returned to Hollywood Studios. Fantasmic is supposed to return later this year, sometime. December. <laughs> 31st. But as of yet, no word as to if Voyage of the Little Mermaid will return or not. Over at Animal Kingdom, cast members continue to practice for Finding Nemo, the big blue one and beyond, which is rehearsing, but no reopening date has been announced. The largest golf course in Disney World, Magnolia Golf Course, will have holes 1 through 9 closed April 28th through May 8th. From May 9th on, the entire Magnolia Golf Course will be closed with no reopening date at this time. Blizzard Beach still doesn't have a reopening date, so guests are encouraged to visit Typhoon Lagoon. I call this segment non-committal Disney closures. <laughs> <laughs> you think Blizzard Beach is going to open back up? I mean, it's almost like that. What is it? Was it Rivertown was the other one? Oh, River Country. And no, it's not. By the way. If you ever have like some time and you have not watched YouTube videos on River Country, there's some pretty interesting stuff. Because the other day, Brad and I watched one from a vlogger and Brad's like, I don't think he's supposed to be there. But he was in the deserted thing and you could tell all the cool things it used to have, but it's so grown over. It's kind of creepy. A lot of stuff you would not be able to do today. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, very true. I wonder when they're going to open the railroad back up. Is it going to be after Tron opens? They better not wait that long. Sometime in the future, Gina. <laughs> I want to know now, Sarah. <laughs> I believe it was last week. Until last week, I don't think that I realized that the railroad runs under Tron. Mm -hmm. And so I just thought that while they were building, I and it was going to go back behind it. But no, it's going under it. So God only knows. Maybe when Tron opens and then add on a year so that they can complete 
tunneling. I have no, I have no idea. I'm just. Oh my gosh, but the railroad has been closed for a long time. Like, I, it was closed, I think, the first time that we ever went. 2018. Yeah. Because we, the, I remember it was closed when we went four years ago. It's crazy. Oh, it's sad. So here's interesting, not surprising, but interesting information for everybody. After less than four months on the job, Jeff Morrell will be leaving his position as the chief corporate affairs officer. Disney CEO Bob Chapik sent a memorandum out, and in the memo, Chapik noted that Morrell would be leaving to pursue other opportunities. In an email sent from Morrell, Morrell himself shared, after three months in this new role, it has become clear to me that for a number of reasons, it is not the right fit. There have been a number of changes made with the last several months and years when it comes to leadership within the Walt Disney Company. Bob Iger officially left the company after most recently working as executive chairman and some engineers have left and Disney even hired a new spokesperson with political experience. According to Deadline, that's a newspaper or magazine article, I'm not sure which, Chapik's memo noted that the strength and experience of our existing leadership team, including relatively new all-star hires, means there's no shortage of talent to guide our reputation driving functions. He then went on to note who will be taking over Morrell's role. Um, first, we have Christina Shockey. Shockey has experience in the Obama and Biden administrations and was recently hired by Disney to serve as executive vice president, global communications, and lead spokesperson. Shockey's title won't change, but she will report directly to Chapek and will have an expanded role taking over part of Morrell's role. In this expanded role, Chapik noted that she'll have oversight for corporate and segment communications and continue to be our chief spokesperson. She'll essentially handle Disney's communication efforts. According to Chapik, Christina has a strategic approach and collaborative style, as well as relentless optimism and a strong appreciation of our brand and its place in the world. These attributes will be invaluable as she works to protect and enhance our reputation, and I'm thrilled to be working with her more closely. All right, guys, so last week, there were some water misters that were removed from Epcot. And then this week, one of them did return. It's now been painted in the lovely color World Discovery Red. And it is behind Spaceship Earth near the Connections Eatery. Also near the Connections Eatery, a new splash pad was spotted. The poles around that splash pad are also that beautiful World Discovery Red color as well. Another mister was put closer to the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. There looks like there's enough room for Disney to place more of these misters in the World Discovery area because they are very welcomed on a hot Florida day. I was thinking when they removed those misters, like, no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> People need those, they rely on them. Well, they did it because it's not too hot right now. So, yeah. yeah. This is where I'm a dork. I'm going to admit publicly on the on the show. <laughs> I always thought that those were seats that were broken because there's no place to sit. So I thought that they were benches that like they were fixing or something. Oh gosh. I never knew those were misters that waters came out of. So, you know. That's funny, oh, Vicky. Funny. Oh, Vicky. It's okay. Only you. Today I was like, Oh, that's what those are for. <laughs> okay. Vicky would have thought they were being removed. They're repairing those benches. Yeah, <laughs> that's what Vicky was thinking. That's all right, Vicky. I would have thought the same thing. I live a sheltered life. <laughs> <laughs> Disneyland Resort released the Main Street Electrical Parade merchandise for the 50th. 
and I want some. <laughs> First up, the Loungefly 50th anniversary backpack. And I think I sent this to you guys in our so group cute. chat. It is adorable. It's a black backpack and it features a stylized Mickey Mouse leading the parade along with classic floats like Elliot from Pete's Dragon, the locomotive, Alice sitting atop her mushroom, and Captain Hook on his pirate ship. The front pocket has straps instead of a zipper, perfect to attach the matching mini ear headband. The side pockets are patterned with colorful music notes. Mickey head also surrounded by music notes is on the back. There's also a mini lounge fly ear headband and an Elliot plush. I want the lounge fly. <laughs> I want the Elliot plush. Oh, that's a childhood memory for me. Oh, I wore my Disney uh, or my stitch lounge fly to Kings Island um, over the weekend. And I had so many people comment on it. It was so funny because like, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm a Disney travel planner, you know, and got into these conversations. So I handed my business cards out at Kings Island. That's smart. <laughs> so did you guys see the bunny, the stitch bunny? Yes. I did mm -hmm. not see that stitch bunny. And in comes one of my students, the one that I planned her trip this past October. And she's like, look what the Easter bunny brought me. And I was like, I didn't even know they made those. Yeah, Abby has one. I bought it on Amazon a couple years ago and put it in her Easter basket. It was pretty doggone cute. Don't Google Stitch Bunny because there's some creepy, creepy looking stuffed animals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to throw that, that out That makes there. me want to do it. You do know that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Can I'll just say my youngest received from a friend the gift of a stuffed animal for her birthday a few weeks ago and it smells like chocolate i have never seen this before it is a it's like a bulldog puppy and he's chocolate colored and he smells like chocolate that's and awesome it says it on the tag all stuffed animals should smell like chocolate it's amazing that's awesome but doesn't it make you want to eat chocolate <laughs> no it just makes me want to cuddle that little stuffed dog <laughs> that's funny we know Sarah's walking to our house. Yeah. <laughs> and she named him George. And I'm like, oh, George. Yeah, that chocolate. I suggest that to Disney. Make your stuffed animals smell like things. But didn't the, what is it? The Plotso, Plotso bear, didn't it smell like? Uh, Lotso. Lotso, didn't it smell like? Strawberries. And, Strawberries, yeah. And he actually was at the parks before um, they made Launch Bay. He was in that area um, that they took out with all the autograph people. And when you would walk in that room, you could smell strawberries. Oh, nice. So my friends, Epcot will soon have a brand new ride for guests to enjoy. Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is Yay! coming. Yay! Finally. But if you're hoping to go for opening day, there might be a problem. Oh Lord. <laughs> of course. Guests have seen all kinds of sneak peeks at the ride, its queue, its soundtrack, and more, but there's something that could keep you from seeing it on its opening day. If you want to get into Epcot or any Disney World theme park any day of the year, a park pass reservation is required in addition to your ticket. 
That holds true for the opening day for Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Park passes for Epcot on May 27th had been filling up for select guests, and then select park passes were refilled. Now things have changed again. Park passes are now full for Epcot on May 27th for theme park ticket guests. I wish they'd do away with those stupid park pass reservations. I thought they might be. No, they said they're not going to. Well, I didn't think they were, but his contract is up on February 2023. Well, you know, hopefully he'll be gone. But they said there's so many problems with the park pass reservations, especially if you don't like, you know how sometimes like our clients will not get Genie Plus added under their package. Mm hmm. And then they start making their payments and everything. They've already got their park reservations. Well, then they come back to us and say, oh, I want to add Genie Plus instead of just waiting until they're there and just doing it. I mean, which is good for us because we get the commission. But um, so when we do that, it's dropping the park reservations. Oh, no. I didn't have that happen, but I couldn't get it to add for one of my customers. And so they had to go to the desk and do it. Does that happen every time? I haven't had that happen. I don't think it's every time. I know it's, okay. it's usually when, like, when we add it to their package, not when they're adding it day to day to day, like there, mm -hmm. you know, when they first buy it, but like if we're adding it to their package after they've already booked it, it's dropping their reservations. Hmm. hmm. I haven't had that happen yet. I've been lucky, so. I have had a lot of people who want to add it, but it's after the, the 30 days, so then I have to call in, which is yeah. fine. I call in and I get it done, but I, maybe that's why I haven't had it happen because that's maybe. mainly the people who are adding it on and mm -hmm. Disney's actually going in and fixing it. I don't know. I don't know, but you think as big as a company as Disney, they would not have this much IT problems. Well, Nick said they don't care. Obviously. The thing that I was frustrated about this weekend was the um, Disney Plus discount because yeah, if the program was written correctly, it would have automatically been able to tell if that person had Disney Plus because they have to use their email and their password the same for Disney Plus, for my Disney experience, for right. Shop Disney. Right. So that should have been written into the program. And Nick said, I totally agree, Vicki. So here was my problem. The one that's going in September, they do have Disney Plus at their house, their roommates, but the roommate that the reservation in is in is not the person that has it. So I gave him the information to give to our, whatever that we call that BDM. lady. Yeah. And so I said, I'm sorry, Nick, but that should be on Disney. That should have been written into the program. I confirmed that they have Disney plus. I know they do. Cause I went on and made sure I logged on as them, but um, that's just not the email that their reservation was put in. And I said, so she's on that reservation. She has Disney plus. I'm sorry. I think she should get it. The right. other one, I did use that reservation, but it, it was the one friend calling in that booked it for both of them. And so anyway, it's a big mess. He said he would, he said, I think we have a leg to stand on because you have that email address and she can double check it. But that should have been written into the program. So I just, these little quirky things that I wish that they would fix, but I did, I'm sad that I forgot to tell you guys this and I don't know why. Well, Saturday was busy. I waited this many minutes the other day on dta what? i mean on, on the phone five minutes nice i i called in um last week as well and i had no wait and when she, when the person answered i was like oh my gosh i'm sorry i'm actually not even prepared yet because that's what i said <laughs> you answered <laughs> i'm used to waiting for hours 
Well, they said Jesse Cruise Line right now is a mess. So I was surprised, but I went on my trip because I went ahead and canceled Caribbean Beach since our friends are going when we all go. And I moved it to the home to home with them for the first part of our trip. And, um, but I didn't get my refund. But then I forgot that our card got hacked. And mm-hmm. so I couldn't put it back on that one. Well, that's what I thought. So I called Disney and he said, well, what we do is we pay back to the place that you have. Who do you have? And I said, Chase Disney. And he goes, well, that's very lucky of you. And then he said, but when you get off with me, I would suggest calling them and making sure that that's what's going to happen. And she said the exact same thing, that when a car is canceled for her reason like that, like either stolen or hacked, the money goes on to that person's account. So I'm supposed to check it tomorrow I think today was the 10th day and so to see make sure the money gets transferred so then I can put it on this trip but anyway thanks for joining us if you are interested in becoming a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment you can just text us at 636-395-0544 if you'd like to book a trip or you just want a free quote you can text us Sarah Gina Stephanie or myself Vicki at 636-395-0544 or email us at yourstorytravel.com. Just a reminder that a $200 deposit will hold your resort and ticket package reservation. And be sure to listen to Friday's show. We'll be playing a rerun of a show from fall of 2020 when Vicki, Brad, Kaylee, and Joey share some good quick service restaurants at Disney World. We hope you'll find it very useful. As always, thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. The Mousecapades Podcast. Well, I think it's about that time. Disney love. See you real soon. May all your dreams come true. Have a magical day, my friends. Thank you